Right, what's up, listeners and viewers? Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast. This is Rob. We got Nelly, Eric, and Phil here on this episode, episode seven. Please subscribe, like, and comment on the content. As um, you know, we, we, we're looking forward to doing some big things. So um, you know, any critique or uh, criticism, I mean, good or bad, we, we, we'll definitely take it. So, so anyway, fellas, what y'all got going for this week? First of all, what's up, everybody? Uh, hope everybody is healthy. In good spirits uh, in this quarantine uh, episode. Um, I got to apologize in advance if you hear any kids in the background. I'm sure everybody's going through the same situation right now. So uh, other than that, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm healthy. Um, so can't complain for the most part. Shit, I'm, I'm chilling, man. Just chilling. <laughs> Work big chilling. That's about it, G. What about you, Phil? Man, I'm 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 good, bro. I'm just chilling, same as you, man. Just uh, man, I've been trying to get out the house, man. I've been going to work at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> coming back home at like eight, nine, just trying to get to the office, just to get some breathing, some air. But I mean, other than that, man, I'm straight, man. All right, cool, man. Well, for me, this is day two of um a five day work week for me, so um I got a three to eleven um shift. So I'm just trying to get through this week so I can have my 10 days off and um, do some additional projects around the house, uh, continue to do the homeschooling with the kid and and catch up on TV shows and stuff. So, you know, that's pretty much on my docket for now. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I actually uh, uh, went ahead and paid for the homeschooling for the kid, man. The school situation just got too hectic. And now that, you know, now the kid's out for the rest of the rest of the school year, so it's going to be a lot of real adjustments that's going to have to be made now. Those, these kids going to fall behind, man. So that's yeah. I had to go and, go ahead and pay for the schooling. Now, what type of schooling, as far as like e-learning, have you paid for? Uh, so it's actually a homeschooling. So it's accredited um, homeschooling company um, I got from, from, from Eric's wife. Um, her kid has been homeschooled, as far as I know, forever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they real smart kids. Uh, they real in tune with what's going on. And, you know, they, they mindful manner, manner, their children with good manners. So, you oh, know, yeah. hopefully um, I got her started. I got my little one started on it uh, probably Wednesday or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she ju- adjusting to being at home, but in sc- on a school schedule. So she just got to get used to that. But yeah, it's an accredited school. So, I mean, if she continues through it, um, she can advance to the next grade uh, on schedule. I actually got her um, doing third grade work. She's only in second grade. So I have her doing uh, a third grade uh, as if she's in third grade right now. So hopefully uh, all things go well. Uh, she might skip a grade. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. You know, on the, on, the, on the other side of that, though, I have a, a, a senior high schooler in the house. So it's a little disappointing for her as far as prom, graduation. Uh, so right now we're trying to decide what's gonna, what's gonna happen going forward. Uh, so she's a little disappointed when it comes to that. So I'm pretty sure she's not the only one at this point. A lot of people, proms and graduations was canceled. So, and uh, so I feel for a lot of those seniors out here this year, this, is, this year has been totally turned upside down for a lot of high schoolers especially the seniors, so, um, you know, my, my middle, my other child, she's, she's actually was doing extra classwork anyway through the program. She doesn't go through private school though. She go through, she go, she do a charter school. So they was already doing the whole online things to begin with. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure, I'm not sure if it's credited towards her grade or what going for it, but um, they've been giving her homework every day, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's at this point. I'm not sure if it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, mandatory, but uh, she's been doing it, so at least keeping her busy for the most part. Man, you know what you said, um, but now you know, I seen a meme the other day well, not a meme, but a video. Some lady let, let, gave her daughter a prom in the house. It's like they decorated the whole house and they had mm-hmm. her. And then I don't know, I really don't know if they had the boyfriend there or the guy or, you know, whoever else was there. But they try, I know they decorated it. They was dancing, trying to keep a little spirits up. But yeah, it, it's, 
it's kind of fucked up how it, how it turned out this year. And that's probably, and that's probably what we're going to do. Uh, right now, though, we can't go nowhere. We can't really plan anything. So it's, 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 it's either a house or nothing at this point. Yeah, we definitely going to look into doing something in the future. It all depends on, you know, how long they stay at home um, order is going to go into effect. You know, if it, if, if it ends, just hypothetically, if it ends at the end of May, you know, maybe we can get out and do something in June, maybe rent out a hall or something, you know what I mean? And, yeah, you know. I would think that they'll probably scurry to try to get graduation, at least graduation done for, for kids if they had a, the, the order to, um, you know, let people move, move about normally. But I mean, with the schools closed, um, you know, it's, I think it's still going to be an effort that had to be done by parents. And, you know, there's probably going to be some teachers that want to see something happen for the kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, something we're gonna have to wait and see because it's definitely a, a, a big, a, a big hole uh, left by not being able to graduate, you know what I'm saying? Not be able to walk across that state. That's a big moment for kids. You, yeah. you know what? I just thought about this just now. If they want to have like a real graduation, even, even with this whole order going on, I think that they should do it by time slots mm. through homerooms. You know what? I just saw the military did a, um, a uh, induction, either an induction or a graduation class where Mike Pence spoke, mm-hmm. and they did, had them all out. They was just spaced out. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't see why yeah. they can't do it. You know, yeah. whether they breaks, can, keep they the kids do it, away from each other. They could do it outdoors mm-hmm. by, by home room with time slots, so so that way yeah. you know people can just you know come and go, and uh, parking lots won't be full. Right, you know, seats could be spread out. I mean, to me, that's the best way they can do it. And I'm pretty sure that's probably what's going to happen. Um, I think a lot of schools were just kind of waiting and seeing to see before they made any type of uh, uh, decisions about what they're going to do. I think a lot of schools wasn't was hoping that the kids can go back to school at some point. So as, as the time goes on, now that, now that it's been said that the school is canceled, I think we, we're going to probably start seeing different schools try different little methods to uh, you know, at least at least do graduation, you know. So May, let me ask you, since you got older kids, um, have any of their teachers been running by their house or driving by their house waving at them and shit like that? Or is that only in certain neighborhoods with certain color students? Uh, that's the first time you're hearing about that. <laughs> so I'm I'm assuming not. <laughs> I haven't heard about it. Ain't nobody running through uh, ain't nobody running through the south side. Nah, I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Now, now, Eric, since the quarantine, it seemed like your kids haven't really missed the beats as far as their education because they've been homeschooled pretty much for years. Now, now, can you kind of explain as far as like the process of like getting like a paid, um, a paid like accreditation for homeschooling today if you want to start something like that? Well, I mean, if you want to, like Phil was just saying, you want to start it up, You, they got different things to, you just, that you can go in and see, like, what up, you know, what kind of classes, what I'm finna do. And like like he was saying, you really can go through third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. I'm telling you, like, they've been doing it, but honestly, like, with them, they, you know, they, it's like, if, if you got them kids, and like um, Phil was saying, they've been, like, trained, I mean, they've been doing it for so long. The, the, we got the upstairs. It's a damn classroom type stuff. So it's like they yeah. come in. Hell, this they think they in school. You know what I'm saying? They go in. They do the classes. Mm-hmm. Go through it. Get it checked. They shit. And it's like, like I say, everything on computer. Then, man, I honestly, I, I love it and I don't like it. I love it cause, because, like, new age and era. You, it's so messed up outside. And I'm not talking about Corona. I just mean like just living in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Especially since the weather's getting better too. Yeah, the bullshit yeah. just walking back to and from from school and all that. Yeah. But me and my wife, we talk about some, sometimes. Sometimes they, you don't you don't want to shelter them too much. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. They need that social interaction too. It, it plays a big part. You know what I'm saying? That's right. like. So it, I mean, look, the, the kids they be on it. They do their shit. Like I said, I. They bring stuff down. We look through it. I'd be like, man, they really going to school. Like they really doing mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Rob, it's like um, it's just like when any like an online college. I mean, you you go, you can talk to an administrator or somebody in faculty that teach talk, talk to you about the programs, what they expect to be learning. Uh, they have a core curriculum of uh, math, social studies, science, and, and reading. For and it, it, you know, as you as they get older, they start to add more curriculum. Um, you pay for it monthly. Kid logs in in the morning, starts working. The parent has access to see, you know, how much time they've been spending, um, see their their grades, report cards, um, you know, all, all that information is right there. I, I actually gave access to her teacher. So she can uh, keep an eye on her just to make sure that the curriculum is lining up with what they are doing um, in school. Um, but I mean, for me, it's just, you know, I, she sits right next to me while I'm working at home. And that, that was the main thing for me. Like CPS, they had the whole e-learning thing set up, but to me, it's way too unorganized. If you got an eight-year-old who uses a computer primarily just for playing games or, or reading you know, books and stuff like that, they're not going to be good at switching applications and logging in here and all of that kind of stuff. So that take you away from doing what you got to do. I mean, in this case, me, I can't constantly be running back and forth trying to log a, a student into one program for them to use it for 30 minutes to switch and switch to another program. And I got to walk her through what she got to do. It's just like, it was way too unorganized. This, I put her in front of the computer she logs in, she picks the course that she's going to do for the, you know, the time frame that I tell her, which is an hour per class, uh, mm-hmm. which is going to be more than she would do at school anyway. So an hour per class, she's doing a reading, uh, reading language arts for an hour, then she get a break, then she do math for an hour, then she get a break, you know what I'm saying? So it is a whole lot easier from a routine standpoint, and it keeps me from being able, uh, keeps, makes it possible for me to do my work. So how many courses per day is she doing? She's doing four um, math, reading, science, and social studies. Then they have like uh, special work, um, you know, like side stuff where we got to print out stuff or spelling words, things like that. Like, like uh, homework. Yeah, like homework. Like, yeah, okay. And then um, like I, I also introduced some stuff, some classic, you know, write this 500 times type shit just because, you know, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> it works, but you know what I'm saying? Um, it's just from an organizational standpoint, man, CPS, they, I don't, I, they dropped the ball, you know, uh, right now, everybody doing Zoom meetings. I got some teach, some parents telling me, you know, their kids do a Zoom meeting every hour and a half with their teacher to go over their courses. I got another person say they don't use Zoom. It's, it's just too unorganized. It's too inconsistent. So mm-hmm. I can use That's why I think they close. Right. I ain't mean to cut you off here, but that's why I think they just, yeah. it's cool over with because that they e-learn, it, they dropped the ball. People were saying how I'm supposed to go through it. Like my daughter not homeschool. She over here. Her mother sent me the the link. We go on the link. I'm looking like the shit was Greek to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Uh, what the fuck is this? Right. Oh, wow. So I'm looking like, man, you know, I damn near said, well, we gotta put her in homeschool. But since this, like you said, since they school year over, we'll see how you don't wanna be left behind, like Nelly was saying and shit. Like you just <laughs> It's curious to find out, because this should be keeping 100, fellas. We talking about kids homeschooling. Phil, you paying for homeschooling. We probably like 1%. That's a group, I'm pretty sure that's a, a nice group of people that ain't giving a shit about kids, they kids and homeschooling. So right, I'm pretty sure that uh, public school coming into the next year or whenever this situation kind of get a handle on it, they're going to have to find something to to uh, program to catch these kids who didn't, who's not fortunate enough to have parents to care about their education. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna have have to have something in place to catch these kids back up come next school year, if there is a next school year, and get them back up to speed, you know? But I think it kind of shows us as parents, you know, that how spoiled you or we've been all this this time, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of times, you know, you dropping your kids off to school, you don't really think too much about it. Like, all right, have a good day at school. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm going to work. Now it's teaching these parents now how hard it is. And just the, the respect that teachers should be getting to begin with, how hard it is to, to teach kids and how, how much of a daily grind it is to put work into kids' education. So I hope at the end of the day, our parents would kind of realize uh, how important it is, not just to be in your kid's life socially, but I mean, just educational wise too, you know, it's, it ain't easy. A lot of teachers, a lot of teachers, are not only just teaching these kids; they also 
and some raise raising them too. So hey, they they say that all the time. Like people joke about it, but yeah. those teachers underpaid. Oh yeah, yeah. way underpaid. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Fucking paid for real. Yeah. For sure. And, and, and watching and watching your badass kids too at that. So if you go on the if you go on Instagram, you go on you go on Facebook or you can tell some of these parents are hurting right now. They they man, I'm sick of these kids, or this, this and that. I mean, that's life, you know? And I think if I think if if we go back to what it was back in our parents' day where families actually parents actually invested in their kids on a daily basis, I think the world will be a better place right mm-hmm. now. You know, I think right now we just everybody moving so fast, life is happening so fast for a lot of people. We forget about the simple things in life, which is just investing in your family, you know, investing in your kids' future and education, you know. Like he said, you know, some of the stuff for us, you know, we're a little older, some of the stuff is kind of foreign, but at the same time, we should never get to the point where we be complacent, where we just can't help our kids with schoolwork. You know, we, we all should be in a situation where we can at least go online and try to figure some stuff out, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of parents that's, you know, behind, not really technically savvy, that can understand what's going on with their kids' school. But, I mean, it, you know, it's it's more than, it's more to it than just the teachers, though. I mean, CPS as a structured organization is just not smart. To me, in my opinion, if I could come up with a curriculum for my kid that's better than the schools in yeah. five minutes, y'all have a collective of minds who are trained professionally to teach people and y'all can't come up with a better solution than this to me to me you know with all the money that's invested in 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 schools when school got you know canceled they should have immediately started seeking out home schools and pay for all of the kids to go you talking mm-hmm. about for me it's i think it's like 275 maybe 300 a month i was already paying that for her to go to school anyway aftercare you know, food, lunch, pickups, drop off, all that stuff. When you 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 add it all up, I'm I was paying that anyway. So yeah, it wasn't a big deal for me to pay it. But for the other parents who don't have that money at you know at their leisure, if they paying for aftercare, they they paying a hundred dollars a week or something like that. So they got some money. Right. But the school district, right. they got this money, man. They could have invested very simply in a program like the one I'm using, or one of the millions of others, you know, homeschooling programs. Pay for all these kids to go. They giving laptops and computers out to all these kids, so it ain't like they ain't got money. It ain't it like seems, they don't have the resources. They just not doing it. It seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, it's like private schools, um, the, uh, the, what's the other schools? Um, Border, charter, military school. Charter schools. Charter school. They always seem to be a, a step or two ahead of the CPS. Yeah. So with CPS being the biggest of the group, you would think that at least uh, technically rise or uh, it would be ahead of the curve a little bit. But like you said, Phil, they, they kind of behind the eight ball a little bit. It's, and know? that's politics too. I mean, you think about it like this. If you get everybody in homeschool and parents start seeing that their kids getting smarter in homeschool, who the hell from to send their kids to school anymore? So mm-hmm. now our teachers going to be out. They just have to find a, a balance between, you know, making the teachers monitor the kids while they at home use this simple program to walk, you know, walk them through school and, and, and we can, you know what I'm saying? They can make it a couple of months until we actually have students facing schools. But even when they go back, you got such an imbalance of, of, of education in the educational system. You got, you know, kids on in Schiller Park, they in fourth, you know, they second grade doing fourth grade work and you got kids in South Shore in, in second grade doing first grade work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot of political bullshit purposely done to keep you know, our kids at different levels. It's it's not and, fair and it's lazy. You and you know, know I you know I think um, at least for my oldest daughter, you know, she pretty much went to private school up to up to till seventh grade, uh, and the school that she was at was very educational forward based. And I think she might have skipped the grade. I think she's gonna be in eighth grade next year, but. You could tell that if you if you put the work as if, if, if Chicago Public School put in the work with a lot of these kids, a lot of these kids are a lot smarter than what they are. Yeah. You, know, you just have to get them the tools to do it. And I could tell with my daughter now, like I wasn't sure how she was gonna transition from a private school to even though she's going, it's not a public school, but she's going to a charter school, but it's a different 
environment, man. She acing it, man. I mean, she, I know she's doing great, you know. So, but I think uh, a lot of work that she's doing now, she's already doing in private school already. Right. So now it's now it's more or less she just whatever she's learning, she just catching she catch on really quick because she already been there already, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, yeah. as Phil was saying, if if Chicago Public School was just putting a little bit more work into the technical part of of it all, like you said do a Zoom class uh, once or twice a week to help with homework, you know, or to, right. to, or to help with um, projects. You know, you, ha- you know, uh, there's, there's no money in that. Every, every guy, everybody has phone and laptops for the most part or tablets, you know, you just got to put in, put in the technology to do it. Right. And then mm-hmm. with this, this stimulus that they rolled out, <laughs> a, a home a friend of mine was p- posted on Facebook Wal- Walmart before the stimulus packing up all of these TVs and stacking them all up in the house <laughs> and then the day after the stimulus came out the whole racks was gone <laughs> 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 uh, to me man I think they should have sent out vouchers for computers <laughs> useful shit cause niggas just buy any fucking thing dude I mean they just got TVs with their tax money and they done went by man most- that that stimulus was literally Black Friday. That's all, yeah, that's all, all over again. All over again. Man, but how many TVs? How many flat screens do you need? Niggas got sixty inch TV screens in the bathroom. Right. In the bathroom. Watching two five seven nine. He ain't got cable and shit. Cause he can't pay. <laughs> you know, man. Um, it's, man, it's um. The stimulus check, man, is is interesting because I read um I read uh, I don't know if you guys read Cream magazine, but it's yeah. the business mag it's the business yeah, magazine. Yeah. Uh, and they was talking about just investment in the neighborhood. And I had a they had a, a picture of 79th and Hostel. And pretty much the difference between like say the South and West Side and the West <coughs> if Right now, if if black people in in particular, they stimulus check for instance, put their money together, buy some property, especially on the south side, Inglewood, it's pretty much dirt cheap at this point. Buy some property, buy a building. You know, why not buy a multi-unit building? You know what I mean? Rent it out, maybe have, you can stay there, the family can stay there, fix it up yourself, you know what I mean? And put, and then invest money into each other. Buying a bit, you buy one building and it leads to another building. You know, mm-hmm. that's what black people I think is missing. It's, it's like you said, as soon as you get some money. Yes, the other day I was out working. It's Saturday, matter of fact, Saturday. Uh, and some Jordan, some Jordans came out. Now, granted, gym shoe store is not quote unquote essential. Yeah. <laughs> but why do you got? But why do you got people online to buy Jordans? Of course, they was all black. You know, <laughs> like our priorities are way fucked up. Man. Cause y'all love Michael our Jordan. Our priorities are fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. I think, I think as for black people, we need to really get our head out of our ass and really pay attention to what's going on. Cause you, you know, you got every other race out here investing in each other, investing mm-hmm. in buildings. You know, like Inglewood right now, there's nothing in Inglewood right now. But you know what's going to happen? Somebody's going to come in Inglewood, buy everything up. Yep. And yep. then we're gonna be we're gonna ten now. years and ten years from now we're gonna be complaining that everybody getting pushed out. Yep. So That's I think as I think for black people we need to really take a serious look at each other. TVs, gym shoes, cars, rims, it doesn't get you anywhere in life. You know what I mean? And, and we we all got kids. You got that thinking about generational wealth. So first right. and foremost, exactly. you know, yeah. a lot of yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people that I see at least. At work, you know, uh, in Hispanic neighborhoods, they got multi-unit buildings, multi-unit buildings, and they all pretty much all family. They all What's pay, shit? put on, they all put on the phone, they all put on the gas bill, they all put on the light bill, they pick up the building themselves. Why can't we do the same? You know, a long time ago, um, somebody kind of made something clear to me that as black people, it's our our goal to get out of the house once we turn eighteen to become adults and go out into the world and be adults. But that really doesn't translate into success in the real world. You look at other races, they stay home 
until they're uh, until they've built enough wealth to actually sustain a family. So you have, you know, white people, you know, obviously they go to college, they they're they're on the road to success because of their privilege, but they generally stay home longer. They get, you know, usually a, a girl will get uh, a, won't move out until she's married. You know what I'm saying? That's that's typical in in a white family. Um, Hispanic people, we already talk about them. We all know a lot of Hispanic people love y'all. It's a hundred of them in the house. You know what I'm saying? They all work and they all put money in the house. They go buy a business. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Asian people the same way. You know, they, yeah. it's a bunch of them in the house. They all working. They all saving money. They all put money towards putting a one kid in Harvard or MIT or something like that. Right. Black people, as soon as we turn 18, oh, you got to get the fuck up out of here. 17, man. You 17, is, you got to go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now there's another kid out here trying to figure out life. You know what I'm saying? Ain't never worked. Well, they may have worked, but they only work some unsubstantial job. They don't, they don't have mm -hmm. any professional skills. They don't have any uh, ability to even barely even talk to people. You know what I'm saying? On, on a professional level, they don't have interview skills. All of these skills that they lack, because and they are, are forced into these nominal jobs where they don't make enough money. You know what I'm saying? In order to sustain themselves. So ultimately, they result to doing what they got to do. You know what I'm saying? So we need to look at why are we putting our kids out so they're in such a hurry? What are we in such a rush to do? You know what I'm saying? When they not come Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Because, not a damn, you're right, right. because like most of us wasn't ready to have kids from the get-go. And about the time that kid reaches 17, 18, we just ready for them to get out so that we can live our life. You know exactly. But we your wanna... life is over with at that point. <laughs> yeah. Don't nobody want your eight, eight you know, kid having 39-year-old ass. But you know, yeah. but, you know yeah. but you know, fellas, I think it starts at home first. Like, like yeah. you said, a lot of us having kids, but in my situation, I wasn't raised in a household where I was taught credit. I wasn't raised in right. a household where I was taught <clears throat> financial freedom. You know, it was more or less, okay, you get up, you work every day, you work hard, you provide for your family, and you keep it moving. In the meantime, I forgot, I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to uh, work on my credit. I didn't know what financial, all I knew was I did check the check, I pay my bills, and I get up and go to work the next day. You know, that was our parents' generation. I think for us, as that next generation, older generation now, I think that's important for us to teach our kids what it is to know financial freedom, what it is to be, uh, have credit. If you have all the money in the world and you can't, if you can't, you, you want to go get a loan or you want to buy a house, the first thing they're going to look at is your credit. Regardless of how much money down exactly exactly so i think as 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 adults we gotta teach our kids that first and foremost yeah. you know me personally you know much as i love education and going to school i get out of that but education in the school to me is another deal you know it's not it's not and and, and, and with today's situation now with the current with this COVID 19 a lot of business probably gonna go out of business anyway so imagine a lot of these kids out of college right now uh, working these jobs, it's entry-level jobs, and they get laid off because the business went under. You know, what, what do you have to fall back on? You know, so yeah. I think I think that as black people, black parents specifically, we need to teach our kids financial freedom early. Like you said, Phil, when it comes to just kicking them out of 18, what's the point? You know, uh, I don't mind them staying, I don't want my kids staying at home. At least, you know, like I said, get a job, go to school, one or two. You know, and when you get to that point, you know, what I mean, you, you be prepared for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, so well, my mom, my, my mom had did was um, back then, a lot of us pushed our kids to the military and some of them still do. Um, but what my mom did was she uh, took all of the money that I would give her when I was staying with her. And she just held on to it. She ain't had no use for it because, you know, she had her own money to do whatever she wanted to. So when I was contributing to the house, you know, I, I was saving money. I didn't know that. So when it came time where I needed something and I didn't think I had the money, oop, here you go. It's taken care of. You invest, she, you know, she took that money and invested it back into me without me knowing. And it's like, like I say, man, parents want to get their kids out the house so fast. You don't even want to be home. <laughs> what do you, yeah. you want to kick your kids out the house so you can go on vacation? Yeah. There ain't nobody in your damn house. So like, <laughs> 
right. don't even make no sense. Exactly. exactly. So you worried about kids, you know, having company over. I mean, if you teach your kids respect from a young age, they're not gonna be doing all that they're stuff. They're not gonna be doing that bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I wish I, I would I, I wish I would have been at home throwing big ass parties in my house and my mama come home. I'd have been dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be no yeah. <laughs> you know, I just think I guess after this we can move on. I just think that the demise of the black right the black family is part of it man i think at some point we need to take a hard look at at the at our, at our culture and decide which way we want to go because you know white folks they already had a head start a long time ago right uh, you know they they're gonna be good you see, like you said phil you look at the asian families they they have a system and and, and it's a, a system that goes down family line yeah, uh, his, Hispanics, they have a system. You could tell. I, I had a conversation with a with a gentleman the other day. How many black roofers do you see? Most people that get in that roof fix are usually Hispanic. You know, like why can't we even we can't even have a trade where you can sit consistently see black men? You know? Hey, the dude my roof over all bass, the shit was still leaking. I walked <laughs> on to the Mexicans too, man. I trade his uh, rap music. <laughs> yeah, sports, sports entertainment, man. That's all it is. So all y'all listening and watching, get a real trade because you're not going to go to the NBA. If you're 20 years old and you ain't already in a draft conversation. Or you ain't I mean, already got I mean, a I, honestly, people out there. Man, I mean, going to make it, bro. I, give it I up. got a buddy. I got a buddy that went to school with, man. Uh, he do construction. And he made, I talked to him the other day, he made six figures. Easy. Six figures. Easy. I mean, trades are recession proof. You can yeah. always have a job no matter yeah. what situation is going on in the economy. You will always be working. Always. Yeah. And it's simple. Yeah. 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 So it's just that we, we have to change our focus a little bit when it comes to what we think is important as a society. You know, like you said, Phil, it ain't, all, it ain't all about everybody. It's not going to be go to the NBA. Everybody's not going to always go to NFL. <laughs> somebody got to build a building. Somebody got to fix roofs. Yeah. Somebody got to somebody got to unclog toilets. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and make one hundred and twenty dollars so, an hour doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Some, somebody got to do it. But as as parents, we have to put that seed in our in our kids' mind early. Because yeah. once it, once they hit sixteen, it's too late. It's yeah. too late. You know, they we have to put that seed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm sorry. You know, a lot of our parents was always. Get your education. Get your education. But once you get your education, how do you live? You no. Know? How, yeah. how do I pay a How do I pay a bill? Or how How right. do How am I pay a bill if I already got college loans out here, motherfucker? Left exactly. And right? Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I, mean I mean, honestly, to me, colleges at this point should be for like a specific uh, specialty. You know, yeah. doctors, lawyers. Absolutely. But besides that, just to go to college to get an eighty thousand uh, dollar loan for like a liberal arts degree. I mean that 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 is so outdated. It it is crazy. So stupid. Yeah, man. So um, yeah. For all of y'all who's who trying to go to college, please go into those type of fields, those STEM fields. You know, science, technology, engineering, and, and mathematics. Absolutely. Stick Absolutely. to those fields. But besides that, go to trade school. Go to the military. Just to kind of like um, try to find yourself. Because as far as for me, when I graduated high school, I wasn't mentally ready to go to college. And plus, I'm glad I, I didn't go to college right away. I I probably would have been. In debt right now over over student loans, but you know I went to the military. I was able to get the Illinois Veterans Grant, um, you know, benefit in which the state had paid my tuition. So once I got home and went to college, I was just literally just pocketing my Montgomery GI Bill. It was just free money I was just pocketing. So I pretty much had a stress free college experience. So it's as many brothers and sisters that could kind of go that route if yeah, if, yeah. if yeah. they can't, um, you know, go into a specialty into the STEM field or or get a trade go to the military it's so many opportunities actually i'm gonna do a video sometime next week and, and i'm gonna talk about military benefits with my cousin because he pretty much know about that stuff that's what's that's up. a good idea that's a good idea yeah man. It's, it's definitely multiple paths to get the job done man and we just leaving it open for other people to take advantage of and those people end up taking advantage of us you know what i'm saying instead of us going and becoming bricklayers somebody else go and do it and they come and charge us way more money and we can afford to pay because you know, we ain't got nobody we can talk to that can do it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, for all the young people out there, you know, 
it's not dropping your dreams to to pursue something um, that's always going to be beneficial for you for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? If you know how to build something, um, you will be able to build something for the rest of your life. So um, definitely seek out different alternative ways of thinking uh, about your education and how you can perform in life. And stop using white people as an excuse because information is out here. It's free. You know what I'm saying? And resources, being resourceful is a, is a, a wonderful skill. And the information is out here. You just got to seek it out. You can't keep hiding behind uh, white people making uh, making it hard for me and all that shit. No, you you making it hard for yourself by making excuses. Get out here, find, get the information, take advantage of all the resources you can, and make the most out of your own life. And don't 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 blame nobody else for something you ain't gonna get up and do yourself. I like, I like that. Phil, Phil, you party now, Phil? Phil, huh? you party now, man. Look, okay. right. my boss sent me to work. Told me I need to go and build a robot next weekend. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I don't build robots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being there next Saturday building a motherfucking robot. That's that's what life is about, man. Being resourceful and uh, taking so, this path and making the most out of it. Speaking of college, I guess we can kind of, that was a good segue um, as far as colleges. Um, what do you guys feel about some of these high schoolers going straight to the G League instead of going to college? What, how do you guys feel about that? Well, I mean, I kind of feel like um, for a lot of a lot of these kids, you know what I'm saying, they got to provide for their families. And out the gate, they don't see college as a way. It, 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 they see college as an opportunity to, to lose their chance because a lot of kids go to school and get – a lot of good hoopers go to college and get lost in the fray. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you, if, if you got the talent and somebody looking at you – and they saying, hey, come on up to the G League. We'll give you this money. Over to college, you got a pretty good chance. Of, you know what I'm saying? One, you're going to make the money. And two, you already being looked at by the NBA. So if you still can perform at a high level, then you got an opportunity to go straight in there. Yeah, you might lack some training or coaching that's in, in, in additional eyes on you in college. But at the same time, it's a lot of stress and pressure put on college students, man. And I know it's a lot of bullshit around college athletes, you know what I'm saying? They don't, you know, aren't held to the same educational standard as, as uh, other ones, but there's a, still a whole lot of uh, shit that they deal with. You know, these young girls, you know what I'm saying, trying to take advantage of them because they basketball players and stuff like that. Just if you can, avoid all of that shit and go get your money. But guess what? This is my whole thing. And I'm, I'm not need, I'm, I'm on the fence with this, but – if I'm already in the league with making five hundred thousand, I ain't had that real coach, that college coach, to tell me, "Hey, man, don't fuck with these chicks right here." Now I'm fat. Now I'm up in here in the league already making this money. I don't, I knocked up two chicks, and in these <laughs> chilling circuits. I'm just saying, in these chilling true, circuits. True, true. And then I'm but up here. Now I gotta pay, pay care of these kids and shit like that. But man, e, that, not to cut you off, E, but. As far as the women goes, it ain't no easier in college, bro. It's worse. <laughs> ain't, that, ain't none but uh, it's worse. Ain't none no. but women. It's none but honey women, honey, honey women, and honey men in college. So even but if guess you what? are broke, they can't broke get no high. fucking money out. They can't get no money out you in college. That first year in the but, league, but, you already. But, but by the time you get to the league, though, you already got three kids. No, nah, yeah, so you run into the same situation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No. The other same situations that you mentioned about how like a dude could have like a pitfall of like knocking up like a couple of chicks here and there. I mean, niggas at Burger King do the same shit. So <laughs> I, 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 want, I want to equate that with just uh, uh, like a college player or a G League player. I mean, if, if you're out there being loose with your dick, that's yeah, going to happen. Gonna make the same mistake. It's going to happen. But I, I just see it like with so many, <laughs> with so much talent. What is it like 4% of college students going to the NBA? It's a real low number. It's, I don't very, know it's I very low. It's very low. So, yeah. I mean, if you come out of high school, that means you got a 4% chance of going to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? And the time you spend in there, it's a lot of talent that went into college and didn't make it out, got injured. You know what I'm saying? Did some dumb shit, went to jail. Same people, yeah. but it's for every Kevin Garnett and Jermaine O'Neal, it's nigga Kobe Bryant, it's, it's niggas that came right out of high school and ain't do shit. Sebastian, yeah, but I mean, I but I mean you got a better chance with that hundred thousand dollars in your pocket than you do fucking it up in college and owing somebody a hundred thousand. I mean, I think, <laughs> but, but, I think but, but I think 
the LeBron James, the Kobe Bryant in the world was trailblazers. Even Kevin Garnett, like you said, E, they were trailblazers. It was kind of shown upon back then, you know. Uh, but I think 2020, it doesn't really seem too far-fetched nowadays. It goes straight from the high school to the pros. I mean, yeah. it's it's still hard to, like, go straight to the pros from high school because even when Kobe went in, he really wasn't ready for the pro game. I mean, it, it took him, like, three or four years in order to, for him to fully blossom. LeBron, he he came in killing right away. Dwight Howard took him a couple years. Um, yeah, who but else? in them couple of years, Crazy. how many millions of dollars did they make? What's up? In them couple of years, how many millions of dollars did they make, though? I mean, that's, I'm, I'm to, that's the trade-off. <laughs> I mean, I'm good with it, but I'm just saying, like, it's, as far as for me, I'm kind of, like, on the fence because in the G League, if this is going to be, like, the new normal and, like, players coming in and, like, getting money, then the NBA needs to work harder at, like, promoting um, these mainstream tournaments like they do for the uh, March Madness, for the but, G League. They just need are? to pick from the G League when, during the draft. But you guys – but you guys school also, college. Well, yeah. have 50-50. But you guys also have to remember, man, and I guess I think we're forgetting this part, too. The NCAA are crooks, man. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. yeah. They, they yeah. crooks, but Richard's right. And my thing, there, is, my thing is, my thing is, I think more kids would consider college if the NCAA wasn't so hypocrite, or they weren't so... If they paid you a little something. But even not even that, though. It's like... <laughs> It's like if I give my nephew a hundred dollars because he had college because he broke, oh, that's a violation. Right, I should get in or, trouble for that. Or, right. or, or I take you, if I take you to get, get something to eat because my my nephew he hungry, and I got money, I take him to get something to eat. Oh, that's a violation. It's like, come on, man, you can't get these kids are not. It's like it's one thing to to make money, but it's one thing to, to live life. It's almost it's the NCAA sometimes they exploit these kids. But then they also want to control them at the same time. Control ass, but you making millions of dollars off these shorties. So they, they manipulate me. I'm on the fence with it, man. man yeah, look, they, is, they, go ahead, bro. My I'm thing sorry. Is, I'm sorry. I'm gonna get my get my thought out real quick. And people say, well, you're getting a free education. But think about it for a second. And I think the gentleman that went to the G League recently, he can still go back to school and and still get his degree. At the same time, he also making money too. He's going online so, to do it. Exactly. Yeah, he's going so, online. All this, uh, you getting a free education? That's bullshit. I call it bullshit because I mean, I mean I, honestly, like I'm on a fence with it, right? Because <coughs> yes, it's a free education. It's, it's still a monetary value to that. So if if you're going to college for like one year, you're still going to get that exposure. I mean, I mean, if you put like a dollar amount to it, I mean, they're still beating it from that aspect, but at the same time, I mean, I can understand why they want, want to go to the G League and get that money up front, but they won't have the exposure in the G League as if they will be in an NCAA yeah, uh, tournament. Right, right. So so it's, it's pros and cons to both of them, so, you know. I just feel like it's more, I think, I just feel like it's more cons and pros in college nowadays. That's all I'm mm -hmm. saying. Yeah, least, 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 and least if you go pro, you, you, you have a, Kevin Garnett, or you have a, a veteran that's probably been where you at that point in time to kind of tell you, okay, man, here's the pitfalls. You know, you about to make you start, you about to start making this money. Here's the pitfalls that you gotta look up for. You know, so I feel like it's more pros going to pros, you know, going to the pros and making money early than right. going to college and <coughs> have, to, have to make life decisions because you can't feed yourself. Or you, exactly. your, or, or you can take care of your shorty. If the G okay. League start getting blue chip coaches like they have in college, then that's going to be a game changer as well. But I said, being on the fence, you got, yeah, you got a coach though in the G League. He trying to keep his job. Even in the G League, he trying to keep his job. Yeah, you got talent. I'm going to have you playing. These, you, you, don't forget. These high school kids playing against grown ass men. Some some of them can do it. Like I say, some you got. If it's four percent gonna make it to the league, nigga, trust me. Only one or two percent gonna come in and kill like LeBron. They rookie right. year, sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Dude, you playing grown ass men. I need to. You might not even get no cheat because right now you might have a talent, but I gotta keep my job to stay with. Like I said, with these bootleg teams for the G League, and like I said, it's not no real exposure. Whereas if I'm playing for 
Coach K. Coach K, Calipari. Yeah. I'm getting that motherfucking pub. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting the pub. I'm in the tournaments and shit like that. And it's like I'm still playing against people somewhat in my age bracket that I'm building up to get better to make it to that NBA. Mm-hmm. Okay, E. Okay, Let me e. ask you this, though. The, the thing is, to me, with the whole college college basketball, we already know how much money these NCAA schools are making from these kids. So when you say it's a free education, it's not. Their ass is playing basketball to go to school. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the trade-off, number one. Number two, right. they're making that. all this money. The price for school ain't going down for everybody else. So everybody else is going to school, and even if they decide to pay these kids who playing basketball, now you got – 90% of the, well, 99% of the staff that got to pay full, pay, you know what I'm saying, pay for school, aside from those who are getting other educational scholarships, people who got to pay for school because they can't play basketball. So that's not really even fair. You know what I'm saying? So in my opinion, the G League should be the pool that they're taking NBA players from primarily. Or they need to come up with a balance where half the draft agree. comes from the college but, and half the draft comes I out agree. of the G League. But let me say, y'all say that, but the G League been around for a long time, y'all. Yeah, it's just being wasted. No, some some of these athletes in the G League will never make it to the NBA. Y'all do know that, right? Yeah, but we already know 96% of these college students ain't going to make it. But E, yeah, you're right. 10% of them probably not going to make it to the league, but they making 50 grand or so or whatever. They're making money. They're making a lot more money. And they're not being taken advantage of. They, they make a lot more money. Advantage of these college students. Exactly. At least they're making money. It might not be millions of dollars, but at least they're making. At least they get some cash as soon as they do. And then they still do something like. I you walking exactly. around with the with exactly. the with the president's precedence that you going to the NBA. You got all these people on your dick jocking you, and you ain't got a motherfucking dime in your pocket. Yeah. Let me let me just face yeah. it. Let's just face it, fellas. Zion didn't have to go to college. Zion didn't need to go to school. And that's one person in that draft, though. Everybody else, I feel like, should have went. Somebody can, I, I think that was the NBA convincing them. It, it's some back, it's some under the table shit going on. It's back behind. They want to keep, you know what I'm saying, students going to college. If all of a sudden all of the students stop going to college and go to the G League, college is going to lose tons and tons and tons of money. So of course but, they're gonna have but, conversations with the NBA to make sure and, students and plus, are still going there. And plus, those other sports that those schools are gonna suffer as well because exactly. because college basketball, college football is 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 funding, um, you know, women's women's sports because of Title IX because everybody got to get a slice of the pie be, be, yeah. because because all this money that's generated. So, um, I mean, I mean, okay. I mean, college college is gonna put up a, like put up a big fight to keep the status quo. Yeah. So. And but listen, did they I totally under- then I think like they like they said at least give them some now. If but if they, they like allow them to like though. make money off their likeness, then you know that's that's a step in the right direction. You know, but what then it's, yeah. Now I now, I don't know. The thing is, it, think, it becomes unfair because you have no, nothing. Nothing. Not, life is not fair, man. I know life is not fair, <laughs> but in college, <laughs> when you go into college, you know what I'm saying. You get a scholarship for playing basketball. Okay. okay? Technically, it's free college. You go to college, you play basketball for free. Meanwhile, okay. you're in class right next to somebody mm-hmm. who families spent their whole life savings for them to sit next to you in class, and and they're 900 times smarter than you. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 not really it's not. It's what market that you're going to be in that's just like generate all the money. They're they're in a market that's going to generate billions of dollars every year. So I mean that's that's why. But the, I mean, those schools are still producing the smartest students, though. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, th- that's mo- fine. But you know, nothing's going to be fair, though. Yeah, college should be free for everybody. That's what I'm saying. Also, oh, okay, all right. Because the, I mean, to me, it to me the the NCAA, it these these big colleges, one season of basketball is paying everybody tuition. They make that much money. What, yeah, why but, is everybody else paying for go, to go to school? They can afford to pay for all of them kids to go to school. But you're taking money out of the executives' pockets by doing that. Fuck them executives. <laughs> They've been making money for how many years? <laughs> They've been making money for how many years? See, I understand but, what you're saying, but, but that should never fucking happen. Bullshit. But the right. thing, see, that's the thing, though, E. You're saying it never happened. It's already starting to happen. 
the, I'm pretty sure the G League is going to, this, it's, it's the dominoes always starting to fall. At some point, the NCAA is going to have to overhaul, overhaul the whole program. Yeah. And I think it, like I think it, maybe, maybe, maybe college basketball, if these, a lot of these star students or athletes go straight to the pros, college basketball will still be around. It may, it may be more competitive in the, the day, or it may, it may, it may be watered down. Who knows? But oh no, because that's, that's because. not, that's not, that's not, that's not their fault. All you it know, would take is for the G League to play on a, a different schedule than the NBA, and for them to get media attention. Yeah, yeah. And but that would be the yeah. end of the NCAA going basketball. Going on while the NBA season going. Just on. Think about it. Just think mm-hmm. about it. What you say? Going while the NBA season going. That's what I said. Need to go on the opposite but of the th- NBA schedule. But think about it, fellas. If Zion Williams would have went to a G League, he would have all type. Whoever team he would have went to, they would have all type of publicity. Easy. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it mm-hmm. don't take that one breakout star to to bring that attention to the G League. Okay. So the, so the, the, who the kid? What's the kid name? Jalen. Yeah, Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Yeah. 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 So are we all gonna watch the G League games because of him now? They don't have media access like that. But that's what I'm watching. Well, what I'm saying, are we all finna watch the G League for this kid right now? I no, bet I'm you not. I know who I'm will not. be watching. I'm not the NBA. Nah, yeah, the NBA. But guess what? NBA gonna watch that North Carolina and Duke game too, and it's gonna be a whole. It's gonna be. I'm, it's gonna be more mm. motherfuckers at but, that game. What's but out. but if, if they I'm don't not. have any one and done players. You're not, you're not, you, you can watch the G League. I only watch, every time, I only watch. Every time Jalen play, you better give me, listen, listen, I'm not motherfucking, <laughs> I'm not motherfucking play, I'm not, I'm not saying about play this game with you, man. I only watched Duke last year because of Zion Williams, period. I'm sorry. But hey. everybody else watched college basketball. But, 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 E, E, yeah, you e people, people, watch, people watch basketball one month out the year, March, March Madness. And that's it. And guess what, and guess what? That's when you pick all your stops. And that's when they make a billion dollars. So basically, you saying that he's going but to That's when you get off. That's when you blow up. You blow up in the in the, in the tournament, like Mr. Uh-huh. was saying earlier. The G League ain't got no tournament, nothing that yeah. big. Eric, not everybody going to be as Zion Williams. Look at John Morant. I just saw a video. I just saw an interview with John. John Morant wasn't heavily recruited coming into college. He made his. Right. his what he do though? But what he do? He made he his money. In he college. killed. He killed in college. He killed in college. Right. So I'm saying what? is, listen, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All I'm saying is, like, for every Zion Williams to go to the league, you got John Morant that's in the cut that's going to that's gonna, that's gonna go to school, make his money, people are going to pay attention to him, and he's still going to make his money in, in the pros. So exactly. it go both ways. So nobody's getting hurt at the end of the day. You well, that's what I'm not... saying. You said it go both ways. That's what I'm telling you. I'm on the fence because it can go be- good with the G League. It can go good with the college. Y'all shoot putting a shooting college down like it's still it's y'all, up now. y'all putting all y'all eggs in the G League right now. Right, right. I'm saying it. I'm but on the fence. Listen, you just said league, it though. But, but you but, just but, said but, the G League. Right? But but I'm saying the G League is the G League. You still got overseas. You can go, you can go to China. You can go to China. I think what what Mark is trying to say is that if if the attention is given to the G League, then you expand in basketball in general. You look, you expanding the NBA market. Listen, Bas- NBA? college basketball is wait, a wait, month wait, wait, wait. Is, Listen, think, give me, listen. No, give me two minutes to rent. Go give me two minutes. Go ahead. But you said, you said it's going to expand. The G League, been, y'all talking like the G League been only in two years. It, it was the D League at first, then they changed to G League. Yeah, see, they moved no, up. Stop. Wait, wait, wait. No, <laughs> no, that was for Brandon. Johnson was in a, in a G League. Anthony Mason was in a G League. So, nigga, you talking about it's going to expand. They know the they know the motherfuckers there. They know the people overseas. They know the people over in the G League. The they know who the people are. So y'all talking like y'all talking like it's some brand new shit. Oh, the G League. They been knew that, but you but still get some people been around. No, it ain't though, about but that. What though. I'm saying though, but what I'm saying though, I'm saying the G League specifically because this. Why I go to China? Why I go overseas? When you can just go to in your own backyard, play basketball, build your game up, and then you go right to the league. That's why I say the G League has an advantage, I say, over a China of going overseas. Well, hold on, E, before you. <laughs> I'm gonna get a percentage. So, how many G League players make it to the NBA? I'm gonna get a percentage. Probably, yeah, go ahead and look and that listen, up. And let, let, me, let, me, let me say this, Mark. Let me say this, Marcus, because I'm on, gonna piggyback off what you're saying. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish my thought real quick. 
yeah, you're right. The G League been around for a minute, but as but the business side of it is starting to change. It wasn't always the lead to the place to go. Right. So as as the as the business started to change, you always starting to see that the G League has been is becoming more and more prominent as they go on. So yeah, you're right, E. It's it's been around forever, but the mark the 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 model is starting to change a little bit. That's what I mean by say now is a good time to invest in that because a lot of kids can't afford to go like why would you want why would you go to China and you can't speak no English but you can go but you can go to Oklahoma and play on play in some play a league and make money. Why would you do that? This this what I'm this what I'm saying. This what I'm saying by expanding the NBA, the NBA's footprint, NBA's profile. That's why I'm saying the, the NCAA, NCAA has to have some type of leverage over the NBA that they're not marketing the G League because it doesn't make sense that they have the, the, the seasons running parallel when you know you're going to watch the NBA and you're not going to watch the G League. That doesn't make sense. So if, if they shift that where, you know, during baseball season where some people don't like baseball at all, you know what I'm saying? There's a G League to watch. You got a new talent coming right out of high school going to the G League. People will start to watch the G League. It will become more prominent. There's still going to be thousands of kids that go to college, and, you know, Marsh Madness is still going to do its thing. But if there's a lane for the G League, they'll get more attention than women's basketball. So now you got a, you got a, a, another pathway for – you know, young people to, to, to get into professional sports. They can come out of high school, you know what I'm saying, go for the money. Uh, whether they're making it to the NBA or not, they now have money where they can pay for college as opposed to going to college and being broke for one month or four, one month out of four years where they had a chance to shine when every year it's another cold-ass basketball player coming out of high school going to that college. Their chances are so slim to none. There needs to be a bigger NBA footprint so that more kids can get into the sport and get, you know what I'm saying, and get that money. Just like you got, uh, you know, you got Toyota and you got Lexus, G League, NBA. There's still, people still going to buy Toyotas. You know what I'm saying? It's it's enough money to go around. I so got a question. They, they open it up to where the NC, you know, there's a pool, a, a draft pool from the NCAA and from the G League. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's I think it's a better thing for the NBA, but I think, like I said, the NCAA got something going on that's prohibiting them from making significant changes like that. And hey, we, hey we fellas, let's uh, wrap this up in about five minutes. Jump in the road with you and switch the season, Chipfield. If the G League had their own season, I think they yeah, that'll get them some exposure. I like that because we want to so, see basketball all year. We do. Yeah. We do. So I well listen to the fans out there, you know. Is the NCAA as we know it over, or is it involving? Which one is it? So, if y'all got comments or y'all got answers, put in the comments. Let us know how you, how you guys feel about that. You know, mm -hmm. I feel I personally feel that, that the, the NCAA model as we know it is over. If they um, if they lose one of done players to the G League, then it's pretty much game over for them. Because because those high profile coaches are going to leave college basketball because yeah. ain't no, ain't nobody gonna be watching it. If they mm -hmm. switch over to the G League, then, I mean, that's it right there. Imagine Tom Izzo, Coach K, go to the G League. But, but in a G Well, actually, actually, they, they probably rather go to the NBA than, than like, go to the G League. That's but, what, and that's what I'm saying. But Why if you lose them to college. But, but, but I'm, glad you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned that, Rob, about the coaches. Why is why is Tyler Perry making ten million dollars a year? Because <laughs> one, for he, one, he, he, he is a good coach. He, he is delivers. a good coach. He is a good coach. Is he? Is he? Is he really? Yeah, he's a good coach. Wait, he's not a good coach. I mean, <laughs> he's not a good I mean, coach. What? Did, what? Did, did, could he? Could? could what? What? It's not about to, coaching. It's your ability you to recruit the best players too. He recruit the best players. He, he recruited five, five star players, and you get Rob. them to play together. Hey, Marcus, Rob. Marcus, Rob. Marcus. Derrick Rose could have went to any any college he wanted. He, he went to Memphis. Memphis. He went to Memphis. Come on, man. And Zion could have went to Andy College too, but he went to Duke, right? Yeah, of course. They, they, okay. they, they are the pristine program. So they college basketball. It ain't, it ain't about the coach. It's about the prestige. He went to Duke because he know he's going to get that pub. Period. What? Derek, Derek made they, Memphis the pub. They, they go hand in hand. Coach K and Duke go hand in hand. Exactly. Okay. Still, though, is it, is it worth $10 million a year? 
Yeah. He's, he's still getting his money. He, he can't he, even he, buy his students, his teammates, Dunkin' Donuts. Thank you. No, it's thank not. You, Phil. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Phil. Can't even get socks from thank fucking you. Coach. That's, <laughs> man, thank that's you. small potatoes, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. They they, they all get paid on the table anyway. For, for $10 million. They all get paid on the table. Right. For $10 million, he can buy his whole team probably a, a, a car, a house. Who? Why do a coach, a college coach, excuse me, need that much money to coach? Be, because the market dictated that. And so yeah, the market dictated that. So you don't think other parents give a fuck about them kids? And the market dictate the kids being broken po, but the, the coach making two million dollars a year. Man. You know why people go to Calipari? Because Calipari said he tell all his students, all his recruits one thing. I'm gonna get you to the NBA. Well, it's a whole lot of students he let down. No, it ain't. Hey, no. he his his ratio higher than lower. Trust me. His players go to the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, but 12 that being said, e, with that being said, I'm 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 end this. With that being said, though, if you can get to the league without going to college, you go straight to the G League and make that money, and then make more money. I have no need for Kentucky. I have no need for Duke. I have no need for North Carolina. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make fifty grand in this That's case, Jalen Green, or I'm gonna make a half a million dollars off top to play in the G League. And if I'm good and and if, if I'm successful. I'm going to the league to make that five million dollars a year, twenty million dollars okay, a year. And I got—I know we gotta go, y'all. But <laughs> is is that G League coach that's coaching you? Is he better than is he better than Coach K or Calipari? You just proved my whole point. You just proved my whole but point. Is, is, is that G League coach better than Coach K and Calipari? In some cases, he may be. Get the fuck out of it. But he ain't been in the NBA. Hey, Nelly. Hey, not, can you name one D-League coach, right coach right now? Name one D-League coach. Name one D-League coach. Name one D-League coach. Name a D-League coach. Okay. But that doesn't mean. But you can't name him. 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 You can't name well, let me know the year that he wasn't, and when he was in the G League, let me know what he was doing. And that year he in the G League, he made $100,000 and went to the NBA the next year and got a bigger hey, contract because hey, he already proved hey, it. He's going to be, he gonna be, he gonna be, be around, he gonna be driving around in the Range Rover. Past, about a year past, past. LeBron was riding around in the hump. Past Duke. In high school. LeBron was riding around the hump. Reggie Bush had three Lexuses out there. Hey, and that's why I, they get paid under the table, man. Players got their parents' houses in college. Let's just keep, That'd be let's dope tellers investing money in them. Let's just keep it 100. <laughs> let's keep it 100, fellas. Let's keep it 100. LeBron couldn't go to college. That nigga was riding around in, in, in Hummus in his high school. So he was already illegal. He couldn't go to He couldn't go right, to college. He was illegal. And, and guess what? There's other players that's out there illegal that make the team too. Marcus Camby had to get in trouble for a fucking hand bone, G. They get paid under the table. That was drug money. You you got you got okay, you got um Uncle Luke in Miami. He's a big booster for the whole uh, college football circuit down there. For the whole you. Right, exactly. Nigga, they got boosters, they get money. Right. They go get that money. Man. They're poor, they're poor. They don't make Hey, if that nigga going to the NBA, he got money in his account. He he's been financed since high school already. Thanks. Trust me. So I'm go to that nigga first. Dick Riders. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> that ain't Dick Riders. I'm still trying to get a G League coach. Oh, the G League coach better than the Coach K. Then won't you have that G League coach oh, coach okay. team? You all right, right, all right, all right. Hey, let, hey, let the hey, next five hey, top hey, uh, high school hey, players hey, go to the hey, G League. Hey, it's gonna change the scenario. Yeah, they just. Arguing with E, like arguing, arguing with him that New England sucks. We ain't gonna win the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, he already admitted if they moved the, the season that the G League could get more attention. G League, I said they could, right, but he talking about, man, the coaches in the G League better than Coach K and Calipari. We, we don't know if they are not because we don't watch that. the game. Get the fuck out of here. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You, I said, I you said, they had no I wish you could rewind the shit right now. And like, roo, roo, roo. He's like, yeah, <laughs> better than Coach. Yeah. Hey, 
Hey, this episode we'll, we'll be posting hey. in like three hours, so <laughs> you give somebody a mic, they know it all, huh? <laughs> they, they know it all. You still talk about the G League. The G League. Uh yeah, hey. let's put a bow on this, man. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, honestly. I gotta get out of here with my wife anyway. I'm mad. Hey, y'all, I had so much fun this episode, man. Y'all had me cracking up. But um uh, well, yeah, our listeners and viewers, you know, please subscribe, like, and comment on the video. This is a close to episode seven, and we'll see y'all around. Stay, stay safe out there in this quarantine, and um, I'll see y'all later. Stay man, happy 420, man. Happy 420. Hey, E, we got to get out for 420, man. Yeah, yeah I think, I, I'm, I'm, think I'm, I'm going to have to get up with y'all niggas, too. The edible just hit me about 10 minutes ago, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, man. Don't do drugs. Right, take it easy. Right. Peace out. Right.